All right, I want you to go in your Bible to 1 John. That may be the last time you hear me say that in quite some time. First John chapter number 5, starting with verse number 9. Are you there? First John 5, verse number 9. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. Man, I like that. I like that. You know, the Bible says, beware when all men speak well of you. Man, I'm doing great in that category. <laughs> I am. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his Son. He that believes on the Son of God has the witness in himself. He that believes not God has made him a liar, because he believed not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God has given to us, eternal life, and this life is in his Son. We've seen this is the witness. We have seen already this is the record. He that has the Son has life. He that has not the Son of God has not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is, here we go, another one. This is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. These are good. These are good. Go to verse 20. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Lord, take the words that we're be speaking here this morning, and I'm praying, God, for your unction upon me. Lord, help me, Lord, to say the words that I need to say, leave off what shouldn't be said. And God, help me, Lord, to have the uh, understanding, the wisdom, and knowledge to know. In Jesus' name, amen. This is the uncanny thing that John does in this last chapter here of 1 John. He uses this is the dot, dot, dot. This is the, what we've seen last week, the love of God. And this is the victory. Today, this is the witness, this is the record, this is the confidence, this is the true God. Well, last week we had a, we had a service, and I know some people uh, found out later on, I was kind of aggravated at the time, but I found out later on, because the moment that there was a lull in the service, every door, people started flooding out except these two back doors over here. But I found out different reasons why, and, and it's, it's all good. But let me tell you, that was awesome to see that many people get water baptized. Amen. That was great. That was great. And what that is, any person that's willing to be water baptized, what they are doing, they are witnessing to the fact that Jesus is their Savior. 
And for those of you that think you're too cool to be water baptized, you ain't cool at all. You ain't cool at all. It is a witness that, yes, I belong to Jesus Christ, therefore I am willing to be water baptized. This is the witness. Adam Harold's wife, who's the modified youth leader over at Centralia, his wife, Tanya, made this statement, and I wrote it down. She said they got something, is either through the mail or she read it uh, in the paper or what have you. But when she said, I wrote it down, and I thought all the times that I've seen that in the vaunted Wayne County Press over the years. To where that a church is having a get-together, they're going to have a lunch, they're going, they brought in a singing group, and a lot of times, and you got to know where I'm coming from on this, a lot of times they don't hardly have enough to even keep the lights on, but they'll do that every so often. They're going to have a big shindig, and they invite everybody to it. Here is the comment that she made. They are celebrating the life of a dead church. Wow. Looking at what it used to be like. Oh, do you remember how it was back in the day? How many know we romanticized back in the day? I got saved in a little bitty church building that I figured it up one time, from that wall to that wall, square footage-wise, is the same size of our, of our platform as what that frame building was. And they was over 12, 15 different preachers that got called to preach out of that little bitty place. And one time they got us all back together and everybody, not everybody, but a lot of them preached. And one woman in particular said, isn't this so good? Isn't it awful how that everybody left? And then it was my turn to speak. <laughs> and here's what I said. Preachers are like manure. You pile them all up together and it'll begin to stink. <laughs> but you spread them around and they'll do some good. Amen. We're not living in the past. We are to go forward and to be a living, breathing witness of what God can do. Not something that, well, it used to be good 25 years ago, but it ain't no more. Nobody wants to go to that. The little old gal that was, in the, that was in the tour group in London, England of Westminster Abbey, and they're showing the magnanimous of that building, and she looks and says in a group of about 20, as she looks and she's in the rear, rear of that, and she kind of hollers out to the tour guide and said, anybody been saved here lately? And people kind of snickered and laughed. Tour guide ignored her. And over here was this person is buried and this poet laureate is buried and this great prime minister is buried. And she said again, anybody been saved here in this church lately? 
Finally, after about five or six times of her saying that, he finally just says, no lady, ain't nobody been saved here in a long time. And she said, what's the point of this church for anyway? Amen. Years ago, Roy Mueller told me when he went to church in Chicago, as as I think at that time he was 25, 30 years of age, growing his family, and he said they went to that church and said they got brand new carpet, and the pastor said, well, I hope we don't wear out the carpet. And the associate pastor leaned over to Roy and said, I hope we got to replace it every year. This is the witness. We are to be a witness of who Jesus is and not that he's some namby-pamby, tiny Tim, tiptoeing through the tulip, but he's king of kings and lord of lords, and he can save anybody. He really can. Now, this is the record. Donald and Sharon Sharp, Stephen and Becky Allen, Sam and Ruth Kessler. They're all sitting right over, I noticed they're all sitting right over there. That's a good area over there. Every year, and not at the same time, but every year those three couples invite Kay and myself to a meal. I hope that will happen this year. Once they set the date, then I don't hope it'll happen. I have faith that it will happen. Hebrews chapter 11, the word promise is mentioned six times. Faith is based on a promise. Faith is believing what God can do with me. Hope is believing what God can do without me. Philippians, I want you to see this. Philippians, I want you to go there. How many's got a Bible? Philippians, how many's got a Bible? Philippians chapter 4, verse number 13. Philippians 4, 13. This is the faith part of it. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. That's the faith part of it. That's what God can do with me. Now, let's look at the hope part of it, 419. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Faith is the Israelites in the promised land planting and harvesting. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Hope is the Israelites in the wilderness waiting and hoping that God is going to rain manna from heaven. Faith is the prodigal son's father buying the ring, buying the robe, and buying the shoes. Hope is the prodigal son's father sitting on the porch swing waiting for the son to return. I have confidence that God, I'm going to set two of these together. I have confidence that, there's one of them, I have confidence that God will set the record, there's the other, straight. 
Now together, I have confidence that God will set the record straight. The word revile. The word revile means this, to speak worthless things. Well, preacher, what's worthless? Well, let's put this in your mind. Worthless is a big bag of garbage. Got it? Are you tracking with me here? Matthew chapter 5, you don't have to turn there. I'll get there and read it real quick, and then I'll jump to some other place. Matthew chapter 5, I want you to learn something here today. Jesus said, blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice, hallelujah, and be exceeding glad. That's what Jesus said. That's what Jesus said. And then the Bible says later on in the book of Matthew, while Jesus was on the cross, that people reviled him, wagging their heads. And then Simon Peter said that Jesus, who was reviled against, did not revile back. When Jesus was Facebooked against, he didn't Facebook them back. Now I'm preaching now. People who revile me on Facebook but won't tell me the same thing to my face, I have zero respect for that person. Zip, zilch, nada. Who won't speak to my own face and tell me that, but will. Here's the deal. It is an old, old 2,000-year-old principle. They are reviling. They are reviling. Reviling. Justine Loker in her office has got a sign that says, face it, don't Facebook it. <laughs> Be a man or a woman about it. I'm telling you, that's what a real Christian would do, not do this number and lash out and revile someone. First Corinthians chapter number six. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, adulterers, adulterers, effeminate, abusers of themselves with mankind, thieves, covetous, drunkards, nor revilers shall inherit the kingdom of God. Wow! God puts that right up there with drunkards. Someone who's more than willing to trash someone else. God says they are a reviler. And he puts them right in the same category. Are you getting this? Right in the same category. Are you getting it? And I really feel, I used to feel it's more of a, of a young people now, but I, everybody's kind of getting the use of uh, computers anymore. And listen, if that is what it's going, you need to realize that I don't care if it is 2012, and I don't care if you do have an Apple computer, that is flat out wrong to get on Facebook and slam somebody else. And if you can't agree or clap, just say, oh, my, whatever. Oh, God. Now, this is the confidence. 
I've got something here from T.D. Jakes. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God I found this. Because if I tried to say the same thing, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't. This is T.D. I sweat a little bit. He sweats a lot. This is the confidence, is this part. Did I say this is from T.D. Jakes? There are people who can walk away from you. Hear me when I tell you this. When people can walk away from you, let them walk. I don't want you to try to talk to another person into staying with you, loving you, calling you, caring about you, coming to see you, staying attached to you, I mean hang up the phone. When people can walk away from you, let them walk. Your destiny is never tied to anybody that left. The Bible says in John chapter 2, verse 19, they came out from us that it might be made known that they were not for us. For had they been of us, no doubt they would have continued with us. People leave you because they're not joined to you. And if they're not joined to you, you can't make them stay. Just let them go. It doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It just means that their part in the story is over. And you've got to know when people's part in your life story is over. Don't keep trying to raise the dead. When you've got to know when it's dead, you've got to know when it's over. I've got, how many know, this is T.D. Jakes, right? right. Yeah. Take me, T.D. Jakes then. I've got the 10th spiritual gift, the gift of goodbye. I believe in goodbyes. It's not that I'm hateful, it's that I'm faithful. And I know that what God wants me to have, God will get it to me. And if it, makes too, if it takes too much sweat, I don't need it. So stop begging people to stay in your life. Let them go. And I might add, these pastors is more than willing to lay in front of somebody's car to try to keep them from going. You'll get hurt doing that. <laughs> I might add. <laughs> if you're holding on to something that doesn't belong to you, it was never intended to be in your life, let it go. If you're holding on to past hurts and pains, let it go. If someone can't treat you right, love you back, see your worth, let them go. If someone has angered you, let them go. If you're holding on to evil thoughts of hate and revenge, let it go. If you're involved in a wrong relationship or an addiction, let it go. If you're holding on to a job that no longer meets your need or talent, let it go. If you have a bad attitude, let it go. If you keep judging others to try to make yourself feel better, let it go. If you're stuck in the past when God is trying to take you to a new level, let it go. If you're struggling with the healing of a broken relationship, let it go. If you're trying to help someone who won't even help themselves, let them go. 
If you're feeling depressed or stressed, let it go. If you're trying to control everyone and everything, let it go. Let the past be the past. Forget the former things. God is doing a new thing in your life. Get right or get left. Think about it. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Let it go. It's a good word. That's a good word. That's a good word. That's a good word. And the last one of these is this is the true God. John starts with God, and John ends with God. Starts with the love of God, and ends with this is the true God. There you have the message. As the old timers used to say, such as it is. But I'm telling you what, and this is probably true on every sermon I ever preach, but if people would take to heart the things that were said today and put them into their life, you would be blessed because of it. Amen. No, I can just do whatever I want to do. I see these people doing the same thing. I see, pe- I see people reviling and preaching. Nothing ever happens to them. I'm telling you, it ain't over until it's over. I ain't hitching my wagon to no reviler. I refuse to do it. I refuse to do it. You won't hear me slamming and talking bad about some other preacher, some other church. I refuse to do it. I'm not going to do it. 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 And I could say some other things, but I'm going to save them for next week. (laughs) Bow your heads, please. Father, glad and grateful for who you are. Glad and grateful, dear God, for the work that you can put within a person, the gift that you put within people. We're thankful for that. Thankful, Lord God, that we have and know and realize that this is the love of God. We realize that. We realize what you've done in my life and so many other people's lives. We realize that this is the victory. This is the witness. This is the record. And this is the confidence. And this is the true God. We're thankful, dear God, that you can put these things within our life. In Jesus' name, amen. I really feel that most people in America live way below where God intended for them to live. I mean, I see Christian people that have hardly any confidence that God can do anything within their life. I don't know why. I don't know why people live like that when the Bible is chock full of God's blessings in you. I like people that's confident. And I'm not, and I'm not talking about a braggart. I'm just talking about people that are confident. They, they know what, maybe even in the Christian world, what, 
God's called them to do. This is what they're going to do. Whether people like it or not, this is just what I'm going to do. I mean, this is what God's called me to do. Whether people speak bad against me or not, this is what I'm called to do. This is what I'm going to do. The very first three-point contest the NBA had at halftime of the, what was it? Halftime of the All-Star game, maybe. No. It was a night all its own. It happened before the All-Star game. And when all of the ones that had been chosen from each team got in the locker room, most of them had already there, they'd already dressed in their uniform, and Larry Bird was the last one to get there. He walks in, he throws his satchel down, unzips it, starts taking out his uniform and his Converse tennis shoes, and he says to everybody there, y'all know who's gonna get first, which one of you guys gonna get second? And later on, they said some guys, that that just kind of unnerved them. And what did Bird do? He went out and won first. And again, I'm not talking about a braggadocio kind of thing. I'm talking about when God has called you to do something. And and know this, not everybody's going to be touchy-feely and love what what you're trying to do. But you got to keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on going. That turtle was the last one, or maybe the snail. Probably the snail was the last one to finally get on board Noah's Ark, but it finally made it. It just kept on going, kept on going, kept on going. Let's all stand. Thank you, Lord. If you have a need for prayer today, we invite you to these altars. Have the confidence knowing that God can do something in your life. If you're here this morning and you've never asked Jesus to be your Savior, now is the time to do that. Now is the exact time to do that. Now is the accepted time to do that. Come on as they sing.
this, let me read this verse. I've already read it earlier. And a lot of great verses in 1 John, but boy, this one is the one I like. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. I like that. I like that. If I would die tonight, I know that I go straight to heaven. Or you're bragging on yourself. No, I'm bragging on Jesus there. I trust him. I trust him. It ain't trusting in, I ain't trusting in this mug. I ain't doing it. I ain't trusting in this bod. I keep getting laughter right over here. I ain't trusting in this brain. I ain't trusting in good works. I'm trusting in what Jesus has done. If you're this morning and you never said yes to Jesus Christ and what he can do in your life, you need to. You need to. Or the Spirit of God's dealing with you and you can have what the old timers used to say, a no soul salvation. God's big enough to give that to you. Amen. And then after that, then you have the confidence. This is the confidence that we have in him. Thank God. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.